Hello and welcome to another episode of The Advantage. I am your host, Michael Fiddle. Today is Friday, November 3rd. And on today's show, we are doing a week nine NFL slate breakdown. We are coming off a Monday night football game where the Lions completed our open leg of two teaser bets and we cashed that. We had a Thursday night football game where we were on the under 37 final score, 20 to 16 cashes that in what's been a rough NFL season that I keep joking that I would be making more money washing cars than placing bets. If I spent the amount of time scrubbing vehicles as I do studying lines, we are going for a three-peat, three straight slates, cashing, winning bets. And I, uh, I'm i feeling pretty good about this one. I think we're in good positions on the board. So we're going to dive into all of that in just a second. But of course, let me get started and remind you guys to rate, review, and subscribe to whatever platform, podcast platform you're listening to this to, to follow me on Twitter and follow my Substack at Fiddlespick Substack, fiddlespicks.substack.com. You will find lots of best bets, write-ups, giveaways. I feel off my game right now. The This intro has not gone too smooth. All right, let's get straight into some football and hope that we do a little bit better, pull up the right tabs. Um, I'm only going to talk about the games where I either have a point that I want to discuss or have a lean or a best bet. I'm not just going to go through every single line. It is later in the week. If you have a question about any particular game, Definitely reach out to me and I will provide you with all the necessary information where the line open, where there's been movement, what the potential weather spot is, but is there any specific travel or rest advantage splits for any of these teams? So if there's one that you're wondering that I don't hit or that I don't go in depth in detail enough on, then please just reach out to me, Fiddles Picks on Twitter. Okay. Let's start not in Kansas City, but in Germany, where the Kansas City Chiefs are technically the home team. For this Miami Dolphins versus KC Chiefs, one of the games of the year taking place in Germany. How do we feel about that? I personally, I'm not going to be selfish. I think it's good for the game that we get a great game there. What I do wonder is if that has any impact on either of these teams and we don't get a fair show. Mahomes coming off his flu game where he actually did not perform like MJ in the clutch. Uh, Tua and the Dolphins, I mean... As explosive as they've come this season, but uh, going against this Chiefs defense, traveling to Germany, I tend to think this line is at Chiefs minus one and a half right now. I think it opened at two and a half. It went down to one and a half. It moved back to two. It's come down to one and a half again. So if we're looking at all like the normal betting indicators that I love to talk about so much, starting with opening line and the initial line movement. You just typically classify this as a bouncing line that you stay away from. Same thing in the total. It's opened at, I think, let me check. Uh, opened at 51 and a half, went down to 50, back up to 50 and a half or 51. These markets appear to have been settled. They're not really moving through any key numbers. You're not going to obtain any meaningful CLV. And for those reasons, I have no bets. But of course, I'm going to talk about this game because, I mean, it's Dolphins versus KC. But I also have to mention two points. One and a half points because it's the spread. Uh, definitely in the Stanford Wong teaser leg zone. If you want to tease the Miami Dolphins in this game, they are eligible for a 
fitting teaser criteria that makes sense and gives the better value. You would push them from the plus 1.5 up to the plus 7.5. You would cross through the three, through the seven. Hopefully, you're doing a two-team teaser leg and you're paying minus 120 for it. If you're crazy enough to do a three-team teaser, you should be getting plus 160 in the odds. These are things that I'm starting to talk about every single week. So I hope that when you guys are listening, you're starting to complete my sentences. I also feel, on the other hand, well, you could get your boy Nick Knack Paddywhack, give me Patrick Mahomes under a field goal as a favorite. You take it. Kind of reminds me of the Super Bowl. I had the Eagles 40-1 to on a futures ticket in the Super Bowl last year. And then I had to hedge. I only hedged 25% of it and put 10 units back the other way. I should have done more in hindsight, obviously. Uh, I was convinced that the Eagles were going to win the game. Uh, you you just, whenever you have Patrick Mahomes, as they generally don't cover big spreads. but So that if you could get the rare instance where you could play Chiefs ATS on a small spread, you like it. Dolphins been a big over team this season. Chiefs been a big under team. Total, I want to stay way away from. Again, don't know what the impact of Germany is going to have on that. We are seeing, I want to quickly check the splits. It's the last thing I want to do for this game. Uh, splits are showing smart money on the under 27% of the bets, 41% of the handle, and it's moved down a point. So you can say a little bit of reverse line movement on the under, probably playing the Germany angle. But I also think getting the 51 and a half versus the 51 is that difference. Uh, 73% of the bets, 59% of the handle on the over and on the, uh, Spread, FanDuel's reporting 50-50 on the volume, 53% of money on the Chiefs, so pretty much even. Uh, 60% of bets, 70% of the money on DraftKings. That's why DraftKings sits at minus two, and FanDuel currently sits at uh, minus one and a half. This means that FanDuel uh, wants some, is willing to take in some KC money while the other books are willing to take in some more Dolphins money and get those closer to even. Okay, next game. I wanted to talk about Packers-Rams um, because this Rams team has been surprisingly good to, to like in my eyes, and this Packers team has been the opposite of that. I was pro-Packers, anti-Rams in my priors. Those are two teams that I made a switcheroo on, and I'm actually pro-Rams, anti-Packers now. You are playing in Lambeau in November, so definitely a game where you want to get closer to the game and know what the weather report is. But uh, Rams plus 140 on a money line? You thinking what I'm thinking? Taking the plus three at the minus 105? Let's quickly check the splits on this. And see if they back up our cap. Uh, a lot. It no. <laughs> I'm thinking like a public here. Twenty-two percent of the bets, fifty-nine percent of the money on the Packers. So definitely the sharp angle. It, it's got to be that Lambeau home field advantage. If there's three home field advantages, I like to talk about. It's Seattle, Minnesota, Lambeau, and. The old adage in football is that the, the Lambo home field advantage is more of a whistle thing than a crowd thing. But I'll keep my mouth shut about that. 
Uh, the Buccaneers Texans is a game I'm going to probably skip. Seems like there's some sharp action on the Texans. The Patriots versus Commanders is a game that I'm going to get down on. So let's explain this from a little bit of a nerd gambling math and what the point values are, where the opening line is. Let's go through the cap. Uh, Patriots opened as a minus two on DraftKings with a 39 as the over-under. They now sit as a minus three on DraftKings. FanDuel is also minus three at one minus 110. However, there are some places where the minus three is even money. Like you're not paying any, it's plus 100. You're playing no VIG at like win bet right now. Um, let's see if there's better anywhere else. No, that would be the best. So you're, you're no VIG bet on the minus three. So let's go through some of the indicators and some math behind this. So the indicators are that you opened at two and you've moved on to the key number of the three. That's very significant. That's one of the biggest moves in the NFL. Moving two onto the three or through the three is worth roughly about 20 cents. Roughly. So if you could play this at even money instead of paying minus 110, which is what you'd have to do at other books, then I'm really only paying 10 cents for that change and eat, and still able to follow the steam and play into it. I'm also backing the Patriots at home, starting to look a little bit better. Go back a few episodes, and I'm the schmuck saying the Patriots kind of look good, kind of look good. They get blown out, and I was like, maybe I have to adjust. I'm, gladly to, I'm glad to be back. Uh, as I discuss the next two teams, they're probably the most predictable two teams you could think that I'm going to talk about if we're talking about who Mike Fiddle's backing on an NFL slate. But Patriots minus three playing the the road commanders. Commanders just traded two of their best players. So not only is that a loss of talent, it's also a weird signal to the rest of the team. Ron Rivera in his post-game interviews last week, like saying some weird thing about it. he didn't see the play, he didn't get the challenge in. Uh, it was bizarre. Uh, so I would be staying away from that situation right now. Uh, let's go over to New Orleans Saints. They're minus 8.5 at home against the Bears. Saints are starting to really round into form, and they were a team that I loved this preseason i'm all over them in priors and i've been playing them every week it was complete egg on my face when they lost to jacksonville at home when jacksonville was in the worst travel spot imaginable it was one of my biggest bets of the season but the saints came through for me last week on a teaser and it's back to the well with that philosophy this week the uh saints uh, are right now are minus 8.5 so again fits the criteria for a stanford wong teaser leg to bring this down to a minus 2.5 move through all those key numbers of seven, six, four, and three. They're all important. Five, not so much in football. Um, you see a few of them here and there. Atlanta Falcons are obviously the next team I'm going to talk about. He backs the Saints. He backs the Falcons. He does it every fucking week. He's doing it again. Uh, this time, I'm actually just playing the Falcons on the minus 3.5. I missed 
let's see. I want to see where it opened. I think it opened minus one or it was minus one. In, yeah, it opened minus one. That had to be a look ahead. I'm going to assume the chart that I'm looking at is post is posting a look ahead number and not what it, the repost was after the games. Look ahead, meaning what it was right before kickoff uh, of week eight. Repost being right at what's the opening line once it's officially week nine. Um, I'm going to pause. Give me one second. I need to go get my computer charger. So I'm going to pause this and hope that stays right where we are. All right, I'm back. That just worked and that was clean. I'm going to be so excited. Let me just take a quick second, pause, catch you guys up to speed and then figure out where the hell it was, where I was. But um, I've never paused a podcast recording once starting it in my nearly 200 episodes that I've done. And this now enables the idea. I've also recently switched platforms in which I'm recording on because some of them I've been doing live streams and my last platform couldn't do that. Or at least I didn't understand the capabilities to do that. I'm not really good with these things. I can now do a first segment and then bring on guests for second segment. Or I can bring guests for first segment and then do a little solo segment at the end. And still keep it all in one video and not have to video edit. I'm I'm just I'm thinking on the fly right now and I've got myself excited. Okay, let me figure out where I was. We were talking about the Atlanta Falcons, how their look ahead number was I'm assuming minus one. And then the repost, because the look ahead opening line, it had to be. Because it's saying right here the looking the look ahead opening line was 41 and a half in the totals and minus one on the spread. And now it's currently sitting at 37 everywhere and minus four. So of course, if we contextualize this of why is what's the staggering difference, they're playing against the Minnesota Vikings and Kirk cousins just tore his Achilles. So it had to reopen at minus 3.5, maybe three and been pushed out pretty quickly. It's now four everywhere except for FanDuel. So I'm going to go ahead and grab that now. I'm actually, there's there's nothing really you can do when you have a minus three and a half. You can pay the 25 cents to get back onto the three. I don't think it's worth it. They're going to make you pay a few cents extra on the dollar than what it's actually worth. If you really think it's that much more important to you, then I, you're probably a models capper who's projecting a certain outcome and you want to buy it down and you think buying it down would still hold value. And if you're that sophisticated, I don't think you're listening to this podcast. No offense. <laughs> you're over. You're, you're above my league if that's what you're pulling out. Um, so then I'm willing to just play the minus three and a half because Buying insurance points is not going to be worth it versus the outcome frequency and the outcome probability of that making a difference. And then, of course, you would never tease this. You could play the money line so that you forego the points, which is a certain certainly a possibility. So if you don't want to play the three and a half, you could play the money line or you could split your exposure up and play a little bit of both the money line and the spread 
that would probably be the direction that I would most recommend. Um, Cardinals versus Browns. The only thing I want to mention is it fits teaser criteria to bring the Browns down to two and a half. I do want to see who's the starter, who's starting quarterback for both of these teams. I sneakily think that there's value on the Cardinals plus eight and a half right now if Kyler ends up playing and Watson ends up out. But every part of this line suggests quite the opposite to me right now, that maybe Watson plays and Kyler still doesn't. This is a mighty tough defense for it to be the first week Kyler comes back. I would think I would think they wait one more week. Get yeah, there's no, baked into this line is Kyler Murray's not making a splash appearance. It's going to be Clayton Toon, which makes me very interested in bringing the Cleveland Browns down. You also have a total in this game of 37 and a half. So it's a pretty low total for NFL standards. 38 is a pretty important number in terms of the low spreads. So if it is going to be a very low scoring game, then moving it down and only making a 2.5 outcome. So winning by a field goal, it makes it easier to cover in a game. That's going to have less scoring. Uh, Raven Seahawks just mentioning it. Cause it's going to be the one I'm going to watch the most. I have no bets, but that's just a really good game. And it's one I'm really excited to watch. And like, I'm not one who live bets football. And I'm not one who like stresses when I'm watching my own bets. So I just, I even, I've said it so many times. I, I My favorite games are the ones I have no bets on. Because you could actually just be a fan of the game. I think I have no fantasy implications on that either. Maybe I have Justice Hill on my bench. Um, but that's it, so. Looking forward to some Seahawks Ravens. If you want to talk to me about that one, Colts at Panthers. I wish Anthony Richardson was playing because this would be a back-to-back week for Bryce Young for going versus C.J. Stroud, and then Anthony Richardson. But of course, he plays Gardner Minshew and the Indianapolis Colts, who are road favorites in Carolina. That just shows you how bad it's been going for Carolina. Uh, it's down to the juice of minus one hundred eight on the Carolina Panthers side. So that clearly means that there's money coming in on the Colts for them to be favorites and still taking actions. FanDuel saying 61% of the money on the Colts side. So that's probably why it's moving in that direction. Um, Panthers, if they got up to plus three, would certainly interest me. I'm going to take a guess and say they don't because uh that they know a lot of action would come in if they pushed it up to three. I'd be part of that action. Speaking about action on the three, Philadelphia Eagles, Cowboys, game of the week in the four o'clock window. Guys, we have Dolphins Chiefs at what, 6.30 in the morning, my time in, in uh, California. Then in the... One o'clock window, pseudo 10 a.m. window for me. We have that Seahawks-Ravens game that I said I'm excited to watch. And then at the 425 window, we have the Cowboys-Eagles. And then at night, we have the Buffalo Bills at the Bengals. What an unbelievable slate of football games. 
probably the best week we have yet. I'm just I'm just realizing how good this is. Uh, Cowboys at Eagles. I think the Eagles are the, the stronger team, and I think I'm comfortable playing them at the three. I have no bets on it yet. I think it's still worth just sitting back and waiting. I don't think much is happening right now. I think there's... Let me see how many threes are available. Um, literally every single book still has it at the three. So definitely worth waiting. There's no rush to enter this. If you think you want the Cowboys, then you can get it right now at minus 105 at some places. So maybe you just take the slightly less juice. And if you're on the Eagles, of course, find a book that has a minus 110. Uh, I do like the over. I wish it was still at 46. At 46 and a half, I don't have anything on it yet. I think there are some 47s on the board too. Uh, honestly, mainly 47s. There's 146 and a half left. So I'm going to actually probably take it. Okay. Giants Raiders. New coach for the Raiders. I'm 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 you could you could you could see or hear my thought process of am I going to play this? Let's go back to this Cowboys equals total for a second. 46 is not generally a key number that I speak about. So get, getting a 46 and a half versus 47. I mean, 47 is definitely important in the NFL. We know 41 is the most important. One extra field goal, 44. Two extra field goals or a touchdown when they go for two or whatever and miss it or miss the extra point or whatever. A lot of 47 outcomes in the NFL. 46, less important. And do you just naturally want to take an over four, I, an over 46 and a half while it's there? If you know that the rest of the market's going to be at 47, you don't know anywhere is going to be at 47 and a half. So you know your max that you're going to gain is half a point of CLV, not your max, but it's very possible that the ceiling of your CLV is just staying at put at the 47. And then you don't really have a valuable playback option. So if you would do it, you would do it for maybe a little bit less than you would originally do at the 46. Because then if it moved up to 47, 47 and a half, 48, you're inviting a lot of value to place a middle. Uh, I think I'm going to do probably a half unit on the over 46 and a half. That'll probably be my plan. The Giants versus the Raiders. Raiders fired their coach. Uh, and they hired a former Giants Super Bowl winning linebacker, Antonio Pierce legend in my childhood house home uh so conflicted on my rooting interest here now i'll still root for the giants um giants fit stanford wong teaser criteria you can put them plus 1.5 up to plus 7.5 i don't really have any bets or oh i do i'm actually on the over 37 on this game I do feel like a little bit of offensive pop with aiden o'connell gonna try and push the ball downfield to Devonte giants have rookie corners all over the place. Devonte cooks rookie corners and tells them not yet, buddy. And then uh, 
I can't really say anything good about the Giants offense. But I, I know that this side is a sharp side, and I like the bounce back angle for the Raiders. I'm playing the over, so you're not going to really want me playing the dog in a teaser in this spot. Not, not my favorite second teaser leg to add. I'm looking for one because I haven't decided which one to add to my Saints bet yet, but uh, it hasn't come to me. Buffalo Bills taking on the Cincinnati Bengals would be another one that fits the criteria. Probably very appealing to me because I always love backing the Bills against the Bengals for some reason, and it always comes the wrong way. I feel like the Bills are always the sharp sides in these games, but uh, the Bengals have always come out on top, and I feel like this is the one that's starting to go the other way, where the Bengals kind of seem like the sharp side, and uh, Maybe the Bills pull it off. Everyone's selling Bills stock right now. I think the Josh Allen like MVP odds are interesting. I'm already in them, so I'm not going to add more exposure. But if I had none, I would probably dabble in some Josh Allen MVP. And maybe Mahomes MVP, because if he beats the Dolphins in Germany, that's going to be a loud one. Jalen Hurts, too. They all have massive weeks for MVP swings. Top three quarterbacks. Uh, fourth quarterback, fifth quarterback. It's always a debate between, I guess, Lamar. We could throw his name back in there. But I was going to say Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, who is comes in the next game, the Monday night football game, taking on the Jets in MetLife, in the Meadowlands, in New Jersey. Plus three and a half. Line is stuck here the whole time. Uh, I have no feel for this game. The Chargers are such a good team on paper. They blow every game and they're not well coached. The Jets are scrappy and they're very well coached and seems like every game's within a field goal. So I kind of think that the Jets can keep within a field goal and cover the spread. But at the same time, I don't think it's ever going to move down to plus three. Maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong, and it will move to plus three, but I'd be surprised. And I think any week this Chargers team can just kick in the gears with their talent and start to pop off. Rookie rookie receivers always start to get it going in the second half. So uh, maybe Quinton Johnson, QJ, starts to get it going. Josh Palmer is always reliable. Keenan's a monster and healthy. Eckler's getting healthy again. Their tight ends get sneaky touchdowns. And Herbert really just makes no mistakes. And their their defense is one a defense that's supposed to shell against mistakes, but has some reason just always gets burned. So maybe if they start to put it together, because they have good names on that defense, whether it's Bosa or Derwin. So you never know with that Chargers team when they finally kick into gear and start looking really good. Um, that should wrap it up for this slate breakdown. There's a lot of Stanford Wong teaser legs. There's a lot of leans that I have on this slate. Not many bets. I'll go through them. Philadelphia Eagles minus three is a lean. The over 46 and a half is a bet at half a unit. The Carolina Panthers is a lean. The teasing down the Cleveland Browns is likely my second choice. Once we get news on the quarterback situation on both sides of the ball, whether it's Kyler, whether it's Deshaun. The Atlanta Falcons, I am willing to play at the three and a half. The money line right now that I see is minus 190, so it's pretty pricey for only a three and a half, but we know how important the three and how frequent that is. But Vikings with a backup quarterback, 
no Justin Jefferson, a weak defense, already being very w- much worse on the road. Like, I'll just play the three and a half. Saints minus eight and a half is definitely a best bet that's going to be in the teaser, likely paired with that Cleveland Browns. We'll bring them both down to under a field goal. Two legs. We will pay minus 120. Uh, Phil, uh, New England Patriots at even VIG plus 100 on win bet is going to be a full unit. The Houston Texans is a sharp side. I just want to point out I have no bet. The Los Angeles Rams money line is a strong lean. And I'm going to have to just check on some injury reports before I make it an official play. And then that Miami Dolphins KC game for me is generally a stay away from all of the indicators that I normally play. However, whenever you get Mahomes at less than a field goal, you you're very interested. And if you are a Dolphins backer, this is a, this makes for another great teaser leg. So if you want to throw that one in the teaser with the Saints and the and the Browns and get funky and take the Dolphins to lose by less than a touchdown or a win, that's appealing to you. You get plus 160 out of it. Works for me. Um, quickly on some other fronts, uh, podcasts are going to be Wednesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, or Wednesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays. Slate breakdown for NFL will vary on how I'm reading the board and when I want to get to getting out the information. Um, Wednesdays will be a basketball podcast every week. Saturday will be a DFS football podcast every week. When football inevitably ends, we will pick up with just the same amount of shows, but more basketball content. So make sure you're tuning into all that stuff. Check out the Substack. I've been getting such great feedback on the Substack. People are loving it. I'll do another giveaway this week. I know I say I do weekly giveaways and I've taken like a week or two off. I got to send out the Jalen Brunson card and I got to do another giveaway. So we'll definitely do that. We'll see who does really well in week nine and we'll give out a free rookie card of somebody's. And then, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Crushing it in NBA, turning this around so we stop having to wash cars in the NFL and back to our winning ways where we get our CLV and the board breaks our way because if you have a 50-50% chance at winning with the live odds and then you've obtained extra winning numbers because you're not playing the live line, you've gained closing line value and you've acquired whatever percent chance those numbers have of happening, you likely boost your chance to win above the 52.38 threshold you need to be if you're playing a minus 110 line, and you have what's called a positive expected wagers. We've been doing a lot of that this season. There's a lot of madness that goes behind what I just talked through. I was kind of energyless. It is 1 a.m. on a Friday right now. Well, it's Thursday night into Friday. Um, Yeah, but it has not broken our way. We're like pretty much even. And the only reason that that's even we're at that point is because I just want a unit on the under tonight by a point. And sadly, Kirk Cousins getting hurt cashes an under. Aaron Rodgers getting hurt cashes an under. Daniel Jones getting hurt cashes and under. So we bet these things because we know there's inherent injury risk. We know that last year only nine quarterbacks started and played all 
17 games. We don't root for them. Those were all lines that I picked because I thought even if they stay healthy for all 17 games in 18 weeks, they could still go under. And then you had the added chance. I'm not going to say boost. You had the added chance of an injury. And they, like, I didn't really bet any other. The other, the only other quarterback under I bet was Russell Wilson. So there's like a, what is it like a is it a is it good luck or is it like a bad karmic juju that i'm putting on these players either way i like to think of it as nothing it's none of those injury risk is baked into football they are the quarterbacks and i'll shut up and stop stop talking about it thank you guys for tuning in check in tomorrow for a dfs pod i'll be joined by mike make sure you're listening to the nba pods because i love talking about the nba and i think you'll love listening thank you pete It's time to go. It's time to go. It's time to go.